0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way or another during their lifetime. Guys, what is going on? Welcome back. I know it's been a minute, but I promise you, It's worth the wait. Guys, I have back on my great friend, Ryan Heslaw, who is on episode nine. If you guys didn't hear that, please go back. He talks everything about his organization. It is called Forever You. Ryan Heslaw, what is going on, my man? How are you doing today?
1: excellent excited to be back here pumped to be back on the show and uh yeah kind of keep our conversation going you know it's been awesome to uh obviously even just see the growth of your podcast over the past few months and the number of people that you've been able to connect with and uh inspire and you know it just keeps on going man couldn't be more proud of you and excited to be back
0: dude thank you so much that really really does mean a lot ryan we're headed into 2020 are you all cut up with everything man are we still kind of sleepy <laughs>
1: Still a little sleepy, uh, you know, with the new year, you know, uh, we all have our resolutions, we have our new objectives and goals and all that. And obviously the most important thing is keeping that execution going. Uh, it's challenging at times, no doubt, especially being the startup scene with all that we got going on. But uh, no, I, I think 2020 so far has been off to a solid start. It's only the beginning, but a lot of good things on the way for sure.
0: Yeah. So guys, I have Ryan back on the podcast uh, primarily for one reason and one reason only. It's not just to... Bring uh, more awareness to what he's doing because what he's doing in the space of mental health and everything A to Z basically above that is truly remarkable. And I couldn't be happier, uh, not just to call you my friend, but uh, the progress that you've made over the last year of me actually knowing you and our Mm -hmm. friendship has grown tremendously, which is actually a blessing. It's really funny. Speaking of our friendship really quick to go off topic, I actually... Um, I have a gratitude journal that I do at night and then I have a journal that I do in the morning and they're both Mm -hmm. completely different. Um, last night, um, uh, it always says like, bring one person or one person that changed your outcome this week or one person that really made an impact, man. I, I I have to admit this and I'll have to show you it. I have it written down and dated because I put your name down Mm -hmm. because of the fact that um, I believe the next question after that was, what, what did they bring out about you that you didn't know? And I said, I had no idea that I was able to talk in front of that many people and to bring the impact that um, was so surprising that it actually brought. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be a conversation, and it ended up being probably one of the one of the best damn days in my entire life at 38 years old. So I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to do that. But to to bring a little light back on that you had your first weekend retreat of 2020 with your forever you organization. Um, Just let's walk the community through that and actually what it was.
1: Yeah. So, you know, obviously as a youth development organization, I shared a little bit about this in the most, uh, the last episode I was in, but just for a refresher, um, what we do as a youth development organization is empower youth to overcome adversity. Uh, and the way we do that is through personal development programming. So one of the primary programs we have is this program called reset experience, where we send students through a overnight weekend retreat where they basically develop a roadmap for where they want to go in life. Um, and we give them the tools and the life skills and the people to help them make it Happen. and so you had the opportunity to be one of our guest speakers and be actually one of our, our, our featured speaker on Saturday evening which was just remarkable and I know we'll get into that a little bit um, but these retreats you know that at one point they were just a little idea that we had um, actually started out with just a camp in the summer um, but then we realized there was so much power in putting these students in an environment where they are surrounded by people who are just cheering them on and helping them realize their potential and helping them realize that they are capable of getting on their feet and really going out there shaking the world up and showing the world what they're made of they just need those people because i always say people need people and so it's been really cool to continue these retreats and yeah we have one every fall winter and spring and then we have camps in the summer and it's been an absolute blast but yeah first one of 2020 it was a blast man
0: dude how did the entire weekend go and what were some of the highlights man i know um i know a lot of the community doesn't really even from what you what you what you described um which was damn near perfect it was like guys there really isn't a blueprint or anything that you really can't say what goes on in these in this weekend. Right. Ryan, yeah. Ryan uh, and I met, uh, we talked about that too on the other, uh, other at the other episode podcast, but we met and for the whole year, Ryan completely undersold what he actually does to me. And I've yelled at him for that also, because um, when I went to go speak and be the featured guest on Saturday night, at, at the seven o'clock slot, which was Awesome that all eyes, you know, were there for impact and all eyes around me to put me kind of in that seat. But dude, you undersell yourself a lot, man. I just don't think the community actually knows the impact that you're driving with these kiddos and actually what is going on. And, and it's just so hard to explain what we actually do. Sorry, what you actually, I feel like I'm such so part of what you do already, man.
1: And um, you are, man.
0: And so like, what's, how does the weekend start? Do you, I mean, I know you have a great curriculum put into place and you've taken so much time and effort to put these in because it has to be good. It has to, at the very end of this thing, it has to be so much impact. Right. And I got to see a little snippet. I was there for about four hours, an hour. I talked for a little over an hour and then I was there throughout the night. And I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, dude. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I had, I was sniffling like a baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, the students we work with, we, we usually find these families through a lot of our community partners when it comes to behavioral health hospitals, private practices, organizations like that. And so when you bring these students together, it's always, you never know what is going to happen. Every single retreat is different, you know, and the the challenges and the adversities that these students have coming into the, these retreats are so, are so wild and so different and so diverse that um, you, again, you don't know what's going to happen going into And so that's where, you know, we have our template, we have our format for how these retreats are supposed to roll. But when it comes to the experience for these students, um, yeah, you you don't know what's going to happen. Those conversations that you have with the students, the breakthroughs that they have, the curriculum that we have, every student uh, receives it in a different kind of way. And I think one of the most powerful things that we do now at our retreats is actually tailoring these retreat experiences to the students' needs. And so, you know, through the development of these retreats through the years, you know, we had like this registration form where they, you know, do all the general information. So we understand what the student's going through and things like that. But then there's also a section on there where they communicate what they want a reset from, things they want to work on, so on and so forth. One of the challenges we noticed through the years was it was always very vague and the reasoning behind that was because they were completing these applications with their parent or a legal guardian. And so we realized how about we change this up a little bit. And after that kid checks in, the parent leaves or the guardian leaves, we give them an assessment that allows them to, you know, write down on paper what it is that they want to break through that weekend, what they want to talk about, what they want to focus in on, because now we can customize the experience for that student. And so now their mentor for that, you know, create conversation with them, knows what questions to ask, know what pathway to take when it comes to the student's journey of self-discovery. So you know, that, that's one of the key ways that we really set our students up to win at these retreats. But then everything else that happens within it, whether it's the morning and evening sessions with guest speakers to the small group discussions, all focused on personal development and self reflection, um, and everything else that we, go, got, we have going on throughout the day, um, it's so, so incredibly powerful. And the things that we teach our students, I mean, this is stuff that will help you in all areas of life and stuff that we're now trying to teach parents and guardians too. Because it doesn't matter what age you are, the things that we teach are critical to really elevating your potential in life. And I think with just the roadmap that we help students develop, whether it's establishing morning and evening routines and rituals or developing some level of self-awareness when it comes to your triggers and knowing what your counter-strike strategies are or your personal safety plan, like all these key things, they are so like so critical to really helping these students, um, understand what it looks like to take control of your life and really elevate yourself a little bit. Um, cause every student is capable of doing these things. They just need that reminder and those people to say, Hey, you've got this. I believe in you get up, push and fight. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to see the breakthrough that great breakthroughs that these kids have. It's wild.
0: Yeah, dude, it's, it's 100% wild. It's, I saw so much of what you were doing with the kids and how, and, everyone can probably understand what I'm about to say next is I saw so much of what you're doing in the same things in the same light that I actually teach my clients. Right. And it's very, very weird. Um, I remember when I was finished talking, you said now, see, you, I forgot how, how it was put, but he said the things that Anthony is saying, we said this morning, he's like, You guys, we just don't make this stuff up. Like, this is actual right. um, material that is, is out there that mm-hmm. people are not using and some are using, and the ones that do just achieve everything that they go for. I thought mm-hmm. that was like when you said that, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, this is the same stuff that we're teaching adults. And it changes everything. Dude, I'm telling you, if you can instill some of these simplistic things in kids at that age, especially like in the 13, 14, 15 range. I mean, it it would be tough to be a teenager today. I would think I think it's, it's, I I mean, it's, it's a whole nother level, man. It is Mm -hmm. not the same. You know, you guys, I've said this once before. I'm 38, Ryan, you just turned or you, how old are you right now? 23. He's 23. So we're totally on different spectrums too. And then, you know, my girlfriend's 28. Like I've always said, my girlfriend, Carrie Ann, and it's like, I just couldn't imagine what it'd be like. So these kids like to understand what it is to instill these, these, these roadmaps, these pathways for these kids, the good foundation of, you know, morning routines and the same, the same things that I do with my, with my adult clients. Like you are setting them up for just complete success, And These are things that, I believe that we should be instilling into into these kiddos at a young age because they're just going to be that much better as we get older. Do you kind of like look at oh, it in that way too? Like you feel totally. like that's a huge chunk of what you're trying yeah, to teach. Yeah, and I
1: think you posted something like this on social media the other day, but it's, it's been one of my personal missions is we need to do whatever we can as an organization to set our kids up to win. That's it, period. And so like if there's a way that we can do that, you know, we're, we're going to pursue that with all we've got to give. And I think you know one of the key things I've told – Well, I often tell our students, especially at the beginning of the retreat, because we've had students who go through these retreats and get upset and frustrated with themselves because they see other students having growth and breakthroughs and they're not experiencing anything. So we want students to be aware of the fact that personal development is a process and to embrace that process and be patient in the process because that is uh, just so important with this kind of journey. But on top of that, you know, what we often tell students is if you implement even just 1% of the things that we teach it will drastically change the trajectory of where you go but it's up to you to you know understand the power of choice and know that you got to take control of this thing it's going to be up to you you know and there are students you know and i know you connected with a couple students at the retreats where you know hey like they'll take this stuff they'll go home they'll go back to their own ways but maybe a couple years later we get an email from them from them or we get a phone call from them saying hey you know, I messed up. I felt, ba- you know, I fell off path again. But I realized that I actually need this stuff. I realized how important and critical it is to who I am and where I need to go. You know, and so the more we can just remind students that this stuff isn't just, you know, a fun little curriculum we put together on a weekend. Like this is absolutely life-changing material. That if you implement it correctly and effectively and intentionally, you know, you you are really setting your up. You're setting yourself up for a for a bright future if you choose it. You know. What were
0: the three main topics that drove the weekend again? You just said one of them. Yeah. What were the three again?
1: Yeah, so there, there's a few that we always throw around. So one is uh, power of mindfulness. Um, that, that, that's a huge one that we teach students and really helping them just create a calm mind and more importantly, just create a calm life. You know, you, life is crazy, you know, but you got to do what you can to be intentional about, you know, de-stressing and being, being able, it does get crazy. Um, it's so important. And then so power of mindfulness, power of choice, just understanding positive decision making, understanding that, you know, the stuff that we teach, you got to choose to want it. You know, it's, you can't expect these things just to come to you and happen in your life just because, you know, you're behaving well or whatever. Like it requires effort. You got to push, you got to put yourself into these situations and do what you can to make the best out of it. But power of uh, choice is huge. And then power of perspective, which is my favorite, because I think that, That changes everything. You know, when you look at these things from a different angle, when you look at your adversities from a different angle, when you look at your relationships from a different angle, like it changes everything. And I was even just talking to a parent last night who's been, uh, she's been having some challenges with her son when it comes to sealing um, and things like that. And, you know, one of the key things we talked about was this concept of perspective, you know, when it comes to parenting too, being able to reposition yourself when having a conversation with your child and the questions that you have, you know, something I'm a huge, uh, I love talking about is being the architect of your conversations, I you know, that. thinking totally about that. how you ask certain questions and you know we talk about avoiding why questions that way our kids don't get defensive or anything like that asking those how and what questions can allow you to really seek perspective but also allow that student to develop some level of trust with you and begin to open up more and hopefully pursue some level of self-discovery on their own where they make some new resolutions or new discoveries where they realize okay this is what I actually need to fix and work on maybe I am actually the problem because that you know with the whole perspective thing kids don't like to hear this but 80% of the time, they're the problem, you know, and uh, we don't like to admit it very often. You know, I don't even like to admit that, but it's important that when you can look at these things from a different angle and understand perspective, it really, really changes things. So you got the power of mindfulness, power of choice, power of perspective. Um, And then another one we sometimes toss in there, but usually just comes up within power of perspective is power of influence, Um, Mm -hmm. your circle of influence, who are the people that are around you at all times um, and really building you up or are they tearing you down? You know, the, the, the people that you have in your circle are so critical. And I know we've talked about that a lot because I'm glad that we have our friendship because go-getters need go-getters, you know, like for the longest time, I mean, I have my friends, but I'm kind of the oddball out because I'm doing so much more than I I think most of the people within my circle. And, you know, I, I enjoy that because it, you know, I enjoy having friends who have a normal kind of life, but at the same time, I need people who can keep me accountable like you do when it comes to pushing forward with this kind of startup journey because it is so challenging, so difficult. There's so many ups and downs, and more importantly, it's so lonely at times. So, the more you can have the right people in your circle, speaking words of advice encouragement motivation whatever you need to keep pushing it's it's critical so yeah those are the four topics that we always toss around but uh you know those are like the pillars of our curriculum development so the curriculums may change from year to year but most of the time they all tie into one of those one of those four uh four key teaching principles you know they're critical for us
0: yeah man i think those are like like honestly, like the four um, best topics you can possibly even start to teach, especially right. perspective. I mean, even with perspective and, and auditing your circle, like I believe those go hand in hand, right? Like even yeah. having um, the power of influence and the power of perspective, like those are almost one and the same. Like you have to take a step back and, you know, have a different perspective on actually who is in your group and who's mm-hmm. who's actually hurting you and who's uh, helping you, kind of like who's lifting you up and who's a weight, right? Like, right. We, I explained that, like, in, in the talk, I couldn't make that, like, more of a, you know, like a relevant conversation. Like, I had to keep saying it over and over again. Like, people are gonna lift you up or they're gonna tear you down mm-hmm. and you can't have a mix of both. It's one or the other and there is no middle ground when it comes to that. Right. Even today with adults, man, it's like, with the comparison syndrome, it's like, that's a power of perspective, man. Like, the first thing we do is just, yeah. is just go and we, we have an emotional outburst at it. And that's the, that's the way we go. We don't even take time to step back and actually mm-hmm. look at it from a different angle. Like why that happened? How, right. Why am I taking it in this way? Why am I getting emotional about it? We just, we just react right away. And that's the yeah. very first thing everyone does. And even as adults, like you said, like dude, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, I'm even reading my own like, self-help books about that too. Like, it tells you like, dude, why, why are you so mad at something that's so small? Why are right. you letting that ruin your day? Mm-hmm. Like you only have so much energy in your cup, right? So mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, teaching kids about perspective and having them understand like their surroundings and who, who their friends are and like having to audit their circle and understanding that, you know, even with kids that young, that's what they do, right? Like mm-hmm. they look at someone right away in school. They, someone has a new phone or someone has the new Nikes or someone has this and has that. They don't have it and they want it. Um, but and they just, just can't differentiate from like wants and needs, right? So but teaching those right. kids, perspective and taking a step back I mean I I heard you say it over the weekend from your your retreat your first retreat of 2020 and it's like man I'm like I can't even imagine teaching a kid that's 13 years old about perspective I just think it's I think it's heads and tails of what's going on right
1: now right and like one of my favorite things to speak to that a little bit is like noticing the way in which they the the verbiage and how they kind of craft their sentences become different you know through discussions with them where you know one of my favorite things I've noticed in some of like our alumni so students who have basically gone through our programs in high school graduated and are now in college or pursuing a job or whatever the case is you know I just had a conversation with one of them recently and she was sharing a little bit about the challenges she's been having when it comes to college and um, you know falling back into old Patterns and behaviors and things like that. And so one of the key things I noticed in what she was saying, um, one of her statements was, I'm not going to explain what the problem was, but she said, though I'm going through X, Y, and Z, I'm learning that. And then she filled in a blank. Or other ways I've heard it said before is, you know, though I'm going through this right now, like it really sucks. It's frustrating, but here's, you know, what the outcome is going to be. Here's what I'm learning. Here's how I'm growing. Like when you can add that into your kind of mentality, when it comes to how you look at life, that though you're going through something, there is something to be learned, something to be taught. There's some way that you're being grown. You know, like Tyler Borowski always talks about, um, who's one of our program coordinators, how, uh there is, you know, every person you meet in life, are, are they're either going to be your greatest teacher or your greatest student. So it's going to be someone that you can have significant influence on, or it's going to be someone that you can significantly learn something from, you know, it's crazy to think about. But, uh, you know, again, that perspective thing, when you can just look at adversities from a different angle and try and seek some sort of growth from it. And really having perspective, I think leads to that growth mindset that we so often talk about. Um, and I think, you know, we, we you know, discuss that very often, but I think until you really have that, that sense of perspective, I think that's, that's a gateway to really understanding what it looks like to actively have growth mindset each and every day. Yeah, man. I love that. Um guys, so I talked
0: on Saturday night and Ryan and the kids were there from Friday to Sunday afternoon till about four or five o'clock. And I was I was able to get some pizza and a beer with him afterwards, um, and kind of recap the whole thing, but everyone was so so damn exhausted that like it's no an one, exhausting week. Oh weekend. my gosh, dude. The I I was exhausted just from my four hours there. Yeah. and I couldn't even imagine in a weekend. And then you'd guys do a week one which you we do I don't a even week camp.
1: Do it. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't even want to yeah. get involved with that. Yeah. That's too
0: much, man. <laughs> it's just that's it's 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 the emotions, man. It, I mean, it, it really is. And as much as as strong as you want to be, you know, like those emotions come out no matter what. Because right. seeing these kids have breakthroughs and doing doing what what they haven't done before, it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: holy cow, it's amazing. Yeah, but I want to um, talk a little bit. So that curriculum was great. Uh, it's great to explain that to the community. I, I appreciate that and thank you mm-hmm. for it. Why don't you tell everybody what's kind of going on for the weekend. Now these kids come, they sign up and you guys, we we didn't say what Ryan hasn't said yet is they stay all weekend. So that is why another step, why this is so powerful because they don't have time to go home, maybe back into those surroundings that aren't good for them. They they stay there. They stay charged up all the time and you keep a really close eye on all these kids. And Mm -hmm. you have mentors there that stay also, not just from a legal standpoint, but the fact that they have to be there in case you don't know when a kid wants to talk. So they're there for yeah. the whole weekend, right?
1: Yeah. So the, the, once they check in, you know, they'll complete that self-assessment thing. We get them moved in. And then what'll happen is we actually break, off the, break all the students up into small groups that are facilitated by a mentor for that weekend. And so the mentors that we have join us are typically someone who's pursuing or has some experience within social worker psychology. And throughout that weekend, that volunteer is the student's designated mentor. So each mentor will oversee anywhere from four to six kids. And so throughout the weekend, um, they'll have the chance to to go through a small group discussion using our curriculum where we take students through different levels of personal discovery and uh, ask them certain questions, help them reflect, help them to journal a little bit, but then help them really make some... Uh, uh, discoveries about who they are and where they want to go. And so, it, tied into that, you know, are some different kinds of action step activities that allow students to actually start piecing together their roadmap. So, whether it is trying to figure out, okay, what are my morning routines? What does that look like? How do I actually set myself up to win in the morning? What can I do to make it easy for me? How often am, am, am I going to do it? Like, all these things are what the mentors are there for to, yes, one, provide support to the student and create conversation with them and ensure that they feel, you know, loved, valued, and, and encouraged during their time at the retreat, but also to serve as a guide when it comes to the curriculum and helping students to um, absorb all of this because there's a lot of stuff packed into here that can be really overwhelming for a student of that age. But the way in which we walk them through it slowly... I think is what makes our retreats so successful. And so throughout you know, those small group discussions, that's where you see a lot of those breakthroughs happen and it creates that bond because now these students have a young adult that they can count on, someone that can be real with. Um, and I think that is so significant in itself. And even for the mentor, it's even more life-changing because you become who you needed when you were younger. It changes everything. you know. And so that's where we've realized how powerful just like our volunteer program is because you literally, no matter what you're going through, you now become who you needed when you were younger. And we had a volunteer recently, uh, it was more so about a year ago, who received confirmation that she was going to be volunteering at one of our camps and realized she needed to take control of her life a little bit and start working on herself. And I, I don't remember if I said this in the last episode, but she, but when she shared this with me, um, it was at the camp. And so once she received confirmation that she was going to be a volunteer, um, she had worked on herself when it came to her challenges with self-injury. And so that at the camp, she shared with me that because of confirmation that she was a volunteer... And now had to be a mentor and someone that this kid could count on. Um, She had been nine months clean of self-injury at that point, and she still is till this day. So it's really amazing to see, you know, how, yes, it's powerful for the student, but it's even more powerful for the volunteers. And so those small groups are key. The morning and evening sessions where, where we bring in guest speakers, that's huge. Like what we had, you know, you for, Um, we always tie in like a time of Q and a where students can be transparent and ask questions to the speaker, Um, you know, and, In addition to that, I think one thing to keep in mind too that I didn't share is we cap our retreats intentionally at about 25 kids because now we can, you know, make it more personable for the students. And because the kids don't really know each other going to the retreat, we want to make it as comfortable as possible. So, um, with that, you know, we have scalability in mind. So eventually we'll be able to multiply these retreats more than just three times a school year, maybe six times, maybe nine times, who knows that's going to dictate when, you know, our, our team grows and all that good stuff and demand for the programming but you know again the the model and the template for it between the small group discussions the morning and evening group sessions we have some self-help workshops throughout the day some de-stressing activities for students you know we do like uh, you know, uh, we get all the students canvases and paints and allow them to do some self-expression activities and all this other key stuff that just allows you to de-stress. Um, that's what it's really about. Because if we figured if we could allow these kids to de-stress a little bit, it might create a window of opportunity for students to better absorb a lot of the content that we're teaching. Because in the past, these retreats were chaos because it was like a, like a summer camp for, you know, a weekend. And it was just too much kids were getting stomach aches because we just had like soda and snack. You know, it was just, it was just chaos. You know, there wasn't much structure to it. And now we've like redesigned the entire retreat, thanks to the help of like our advisory board, who are just like mental health professionals who help with the development of our curriculums and our programming and our experiences. And it's just, it's really exciting to see the growth that these kids have. And um, it absolutely rocks my world, you know, to see these students literally lean in together at the end of the weekend, even though at one point, like, two days before that, they were complete strangers to each other. I think that is the coolest thing is that community that's cultivated. Now, yeah, that's awesome, man. Now, do, um, do you keep the kids with
0: the same mentors the entire weekend? That's because of growth? Or do you do that? Or do you actually mm-hmm. split them up to get a different look, a different perspective? Or like you try to grow and build that relationship throughout the entire weekend?
1: Yeah, that relationship is key because what happens is, you know, the, the, the student will have that mentor that entire weekend. And then when the retreat is over and they leave, um that mentor is now their mentor after the retreat too, so we have like a post retreat accountability program where basically you know you're you as a mentor are required to check in with your group of students at least two two times a month. You could do it weekly like some mentors do, or at the minimum just twice a month, and that way we can ensure that these students have a young adult mentor who's at least keeping them accountable reaching out showing support and more more importantly hopefully hopefully keeping the student on track um because there's tr- retreats and camps like these all the time and like i think one of the biggest challenges has always been like you go to these things and you have this weird high for a weekend where it's like wow this is amazing i'm pumped i'm hyped up about who i am i'm excited about where i'm going but then you leave and you go home and home sucks and then you go back to school and school sucks and so if we can find a way to at least keep them plugged into that relationship with their mentor could be a game changer and more importantly i i tell our volunteers a lot and i don't think they realize how how truthful this is is that they are 100% truly saving lives we've had because they don't see all the stuff that I do when it comes to like, you know, a lot of information and background stories on these kids and where they've been and what they're going through and all this stuff. And I can't, you know, disclose a lot of that information to the volunteers just because of legalities, but they are saving lives. You are saving lives, Anthony. Like, you know, even just that night, like I, I say that a lot and, you know, people are like, oh yeah, that's, that's you know, it's, it's a cool thing, I'm just playing my part. But like, it's crazy when you realize what challenges these kids are going through and how much of an impact you're making just by simply making sure that they feel like they belong, you know, and they feel heard. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. I just can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah, it's truly an amazing and remarkable thing, man. And to see it firsthand, it was like, I don't know. I just, it's it's truly, it's truly, I have no words for it. It's truly, yeah. like I just can't explain it at all. Um, I want to touch, want to bring to light what happens on the last thing that I saw before. We all broke right. off and stuffed our face with chips and treats and candy and yeah. all that good stuff at the end. Yeah. At a big old celebration, a big old dance party. Um, we ended up going upstairs mm-hmm. and you put all the, the, all the chairs and tables in a circle by the, there was a fireplace and where we were at in the retreat and you had all the kids write up. You're going to explain that. Cause I don't know exactly what you did. You had yeah. to write up um, kind of like what they wanted to do and who they are. And then you mm-hmm. just kind of challenged them to step out of their comfort zone and yeah. read it out loud, which that in that atmosphere, mm-hmm. man, I mean, even I was nervous. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh boy. Like even I just got done talking to the kids. It was like, this is going to take some courage, man. And you know what? I was I mean, like I said, man, guys, when I say there wasn't a dry eye in the place, there was not, I don't even know how you keep it together, man. It's just, it's I, wild. I, I mean, like, I was like,
1: Oh my God, I
0: could imagine. Like I couldn't even breathe. I was, yeah. I was cr- crying so much, but what truly goes on on that Saturday night before you finish up on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. is I think I can honestly say this from the bottom of my heart all the way, you know, to the depths of my soul. It's, and I'm going to get emotional talking about it. So guys, bear mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, this happens every podcast. You guys know how it That's goes. Right. <laughs> um, it's truly the most amazing thing I've ever fucking witnessed in my entire life. Yep. And um, I couldn't, I mean, I can't thank you enough for allowing me to, to stay there because I was not a mentor at that time. You guys, Ryan asked me to actually get in line and uh, I'll let you go ahead and explain actually what for you sure. and how yeah, you line, yeah. up, how line up everybody. It's just, it's just too amazing. So you guys, yeah. please please pay attention to this.
1: Yeah, no, it's, a, it, it's one of the most powerful ways that we actually close out every single retreat. And my most... I think the most memorable thing for me and the thing I most look forward to is because what ends up happening on the Saturday night is we have the students complete something. It's it's basically a purpose statement um, where basically they create this entire document that states, this is who I am though I'm going through this level of adversity, though I'm facing these challenges and these obstacles, I'm not going to let it define me. Here's how I'm going to keep fighting. Here's how you can help me. Here's where I want to go. And I'm proud to be me. And it is the most powerful thing ever because it's all customized to what that student writes. And so what happens is the students don't know know this. But as they, you know, because this is just basically another one of these self-help workshops that we do, because we kind of just kind of communicate it to the students as being one of our concluding exercises for the weekend. And so they complete this thing. and We tell them to take their time. They have about like 45, 50 minutes to complete this thing, um, which doesn't sound like a lot of time to do this. But, um, you know, the way it comes together is pretty cool. And so what happens is as soon as they are all completed writing these things, we all um, gather in a circle as a community. And what happens is each student has the opportunity to read their purpose statement aloud in front of everyone, basically proclaiming that this is me and I'm proud of it. You know, and it is, um, I think there's such an artistry to how the students actually put these things together because when they're writing it, they think that this is just something that I'm doing for myself. You know, they don't realize that they're actually going to read this thing boldly and courageously and bravely in front of everyone else. And so it's optional, but every single student ends up reading that thing. And, um, you know, and so one of the key things that we do is before we have the students start reading their purpose statements, um, we have all the volunteers line up. Um, And what happens is after a student reads, everyone goes nuts for them, they clap, they do whatever. And then that student gets up and goes and hugs each of the mentors as a representation of the fact that we are welcoming, welcoming you into this community, that you are now part of us. You are now here and we're here for you. And so it's a great uh, way to resemble who we are as an organization and welcoming you with open arms and saying, we're proud of you. Way to be bold, way to state who you are, way to proclaim who you are and where you want to go. We're here to help you, you know? And so, um, yeah, each kid has the opportunity to read and all those kids read. I think, you know, and, and I, I, what I love is seeing the kids who literally are, do not talk. They're super isolated, going through a lot of difficult things outside of the retreats. And all of a sudden you see them, you know, shaken, but then they're like, Okay, I can do this. And then they read it. And then it's the most wild thing because they have a little breakthrough in that moment themselves. You know, of, okay, I can actually read this in front of people. I can speak in front of people. I can talk about myself in front of people. And so it is just a beautiful thing to witness. And that's why I wanted you to be part of it because when you sit back and you just watch each of these young kids that are so brave read these purpose statements that they've crafted for themselves. And proclaimed for themselves and they each read it everyone goes crazy for them then they're welcomed into this community where they have that support and the encouragement they need um, it, it is just such a beautiful image to see and yeah there's not a dry eye in the room um, every kid is crying and in a good way um, because people are just proud of themselves we're proud of each other and uh yeah it just absolutely rocks my world you know and I think it's amazing for the mentors to see as well um, because they the mentors Play such a significant part in cultivating this community. I can play my part as the executive director and do what I can to orchestrate everything and be the administrator. But those that actually make these experiences worthwhile and make these students keep coming back are the volunteers, are the mentors. The, the compassion that they have for these kiddos um, is just absolutely incredible. And so, yeah, that that Saturday night, man, it is the most powerful thing. It's a it's a reflection ceremony where we can reflect on who we are and proclaim before the community where we want to go and. Then once we all wrap that up, uh, yeah, then we, we, we throw a little party downstairs for the kids. And that's always fun too. Cause especially like, I think I shared with you, some of the students that will, we serve or you can tell they're more of the outcasts in school and don't go to homecoming or don't go to prom or any of that. And my favorite moments are like going downstairs into the room that we deck out and throw like a party. We got like the up lights and led lights and it's going crazy loud music. And you see these kids dancing, you know, having a blast, being themselves. And it's just, you know, it's such a cool way to close out the weekend and just celebrating these students and celebrating their stories and their bravery. Um, that was a rant, but man, it it is just something to see for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. It is truly remarkable. And I have to applaud you too, because I do believe, you know, wholeheartedly that your curriculum ends up at that night, that helps bring that out of them. And, and with, with the mentors and the friendships that are being built with the other kids and, and seeing another kid that you are hanging out with all night, like, Oh dude, he did it. Like I'm going to do it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I that that's just an amazing thing too. And I believe without the correct curriculum and, the correct yeah. people put into place, it would just, you would, it would not be successful. Right. Yeah. Um, like the it's curriculum, so it's really
1: a formula. You know, we, we've spent so much time putting this thing, thing together. And what's actually funny about that reflection night. So that, that statement they read, you can almost picture like a Madlib, if you remember those. So it's basically filling in the blanks, you know, and what's hilarious. Well, what a lot of people don't know is, so I, I wrote that entire thing in five minutes at our first camp, okay? Because I was under pressure. I I didn't realize that I hadn't done it yet. And so at our first camp, it was a mess because I was literally writing curriculums like during the day while the camp was going on. But that thing I wrote, I, I randomly wrote in like just five, 10 minutes at our first camp and it just stuck. You know, and it's just cool to see uh, that just continue because I think it's such a amazing way to really bring this entire curriculum together um, and allow them to take each of those action action steps that they took that weekend and then kind of tie it together into this one statement. And, you know, it's even exciting to share with the parents and guardians at the end of the retreat that each of their kids wrote, read this thing. And you'll see parents look at each other like my child stood up before everyone and read that thing. Yeah it's a, it's an amazing thing to see. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's just such a blast to see them do that. Now,
0: before we talk about future endeavors of yourself and forever, yeah. you, I really want to close out with a quick recap of what you do with the parents on a Sunday afternoon. Cause they have to come. Yep. And one thing, I don't know if we talked about, um, I think we touched base a little bit on this, this, this podcast and the last podcast that you're on episode nine. And, um, you kind of did that on purpose. Like you basically, you sign these kids up. Like you have to come parent, like you have to come yep. and close this thing out. Cause you take a whole hour by yourself and you address the parents. I'm like, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. this is what happened. This is what went on. This right. needs to continue in order for this to proceed itself. And for the for your kiddo to be better. Um, yeah. let's touch base on that really quick. Cause I think that is just, I don't yeah. think anyone's doing that. You know, no. everyone's, everyone's kicking these kids out of retreats and they go back yep. into, the, into the same thing. And then they're just like, yeah, what am I doing in the same environment? Like, I hate myself already, you know? So,
1: right. Yeah, no, that was a new thing that we ended up adding in. Cause like in the past, you know, they'd get like a post retreat email that says like, okay, here's what your kid learned, you know? And that was that didn't do much. And so this time we were like, let's make it required for every parent and guardian before they check their kid out to actually come into this retreat and learn about what their kid experienced that weekend. And then us provide them with some action steps moving forward on how they can help us help their kid. You know, because one of the reasonings behind that was one, we noticed that our mentors were becoming incredibly burnt out because they were becoming the resource when the kids went back home versus we need to figure out how to leverage that a little bit and make the mentor a resource but do what we can to empower the household um because i i think the more we can you know equip each of these key influencers that are in the lives of these students and how to nurture the character and outlook that we're trying to instill in the kids um, that changes everything. And so you'll notice like, even if you come to like our planning meetings, like it is like, it's almost like a formula. We're just consistently readjusting it and tweaking it to ensure that we can truly set our kids up to win. So during this, you know, exit workshop for the parents and guardians, I walked them through everything in depth of what their kids learned and More importantly, what they need to do moving forward to help their students stay on track. And so one of the key things leading into the retreat that I learned uh, from a woman who is a parent coach that is going to eventually become one of our new community partners and probably one of our instructors at our new community center, um, You know, she had brought up the fact that, yes, it's good to take the students on their own journey of self-discovery, but you have to do the same with parents. Because they have a lot of baggage, a lot of challenges, a lot of stuff going on in their own life that they have to work through. So part of the workshop, I take them on their own journey of self-discovery. I have them each bring a notebook, and they all open it up. And I have questions on the on the screen, and I walk them through each of these questions, and basically allow them to take time to reflect. You know, and then some some parents are willing to raise their hand and share what they wrote. Some aren't, but it basically creates this unique conversation for parents and guardians to look at each other and say wow, yeah, this is amazing what my student learned, but I need to do some work too if I want to make sure that my kid can stay on track once they leave this retreat. And I even had one parent jump in, which was such a blessing because it really tied that whole room together. And she said, number one, I want to thank you for all that you've done this weekend for our kids. But number two, I think we can all agree as parents that sometimes we, we need to be the ones um, we have to work on ourselves before we can start helping our kid work on themselves. And so it's crazy to see how, you know, these parents and guardians are understanding that this stuff that we teach your kid, they need to be applying themselves as well. And so the more we can give them action steps and give them their own toolkits, and that's going to be something we continue to improve, um, you, you know, the more we can empower the household, at home. You know, we had talked about the one night, just like we were just dreaming out loud, but like just envisioning a parent coming into a kid's room at night, knocking on the door and saying, Hey, Johnny, did you do your gratitude statements? No, dad, I didn't. Me neither. Let's do them together. Like that vision, that, that, that image breaks me because I'm like, that is what, that's our goal is to empower the household and figure out how we can bring people together like that. You know, and, um, again, I think the more we can really enhance this toolkit for parents and guardians and how to go through their own journey of self-discovery in the best interest of their kids, um, really changes things. And, you know, there's parents out there who just unfortunately suck at parenting, you know, and they're the people where hopefully we can really impact them, especially through this community center and get them the programming, the tools and, uh, the things they need to really, you know, help their kids go out there and show the world what they're made of. Um, it's so important. Uh, Yeah, that workshop was uh, it was a little little daunting, you know, because again, I don't have kids. I'm also 23, so they look at me and go, "What do you know?" But uh, luckily, I didn't get any too much pushback from parents like I've done in the past. But we'll see where it goes, man. That's something we're going to continue to build upon, and I cannot wait to see where that goes and the impact that'll happen at the household in the coming years.
0: Yeah, it's it's an awesome thing to actually close out your retreat um, with that, where the parents come in and you actually walk them through. I think. I mean, that's just it, right? Like it all starts, you know, starts with the parents, starts with the foundation of the household. And I think even with that, when you get a couple more eyes in the room or you do it a couple more times, it's like, you're actually going to see parents probably roll their eyes or you see parents Mm kind of like say like whatever to themselves. And, you know, it's one of those things you'd be like, oh, we can call that out. Like, oh, Mr. Mrs. You know, Smith, like, why don't you come here real quick? Let's talk about that. Like, did did, did Ryan say something or did did Anthony say something or did Joe or did Lisa say something that... Mm -hmm that upset you. Like we, I saw you roll your eyes. Let's talk about it. And it'd, it'd just be an amazing thing to pull them, pull them aside and and really do a little bit more one-on-one with exactly yeah. what is going on. Maybe that could be a 90 minute or a two hour thing. Right. Um, but throughout our entire conversation that w- you guys, that's the whole weekend of the very first treat yeah. of 2024, it's literally two days. Maybe. Yeah. For uh, forever you, and you guys please go and check out um, what Ryan Heslaw is doing with this amazing organization. Once again, it is forever you but Ryan hinted at it twice. If you guys rewind it, he did say, uh, did say something twice about it. And I want him to elaborate a little bit more cause I know what's going on. Um, Ryan's a really good friend of mine and like, we have no secrets from each other. As a matter of fact, like we're like, I'm helping him pave this road. Um, yeah. so the next big step, Ryan, where do you see and what is coming up? And maybe we could talk about a couple things and give a couple little uh, teasers of what people, what people don't know.
1: Yes. Uh, so one of my, uh, the, the big goal, right? Well, not a goal. It's actually happening right now. So one of the big things we're working on in the moment is, uh, basically trying to polish out this forever you model. And so what a lot of people don't know is, you know, yes, we have camps. Yes. We have retreats. Yes. We have all this cool stuff, but what a lot of people don't know is what I'm actually doing behind the scenes. Um, and that, being the fact that we're trying to develop a model for a community when it comes to creating some level of balance between a community and youth behavioral health when people hear that they they're kind of taken back by that because they don't realize that what we're actually doing because again you you see one thing but my intentions are something totally different you know i'm always trying to think about how we can innovate and how we can scale our organization and our mission and our and our impact especially had that. And so um, I had mentioned uh, in the previous episode, you know, about a year ago, it's crazy that it was a year ago, I proposed to our board of directors about opening our first community empowerment center with a mission and, a, and, a, and an objective of really doing what we can to educate, equip, and empower people within the community when it comes to youth behavioral health, but also find a way to use this facility as a central location to really set our kids up to win locally. But also beyond that, we have some ideas that I'll share probably later on um, when it comes to that. But um, what we're doing right now is these camps and retreats are actually going to be bundled up as our offsite programs. And so these offsite programs are now going to become a spoke of our central hub, our central community center, um, which will be opening sometime this summer, which we're very stoked about. Um, And through that, you know, we'll have life readiness programs for students. um, 7th through 12th grade, we'll have drop-in hours for students, after-school hours where they can simply hang out, do homework, be with friends, just simply belong. Um, We'll have classes and programming focused on youth behavioral health for parents, educators, and coaches. Um, It is just going to be a powerhouse facility where we'll be able to really, again, educate, equip, and empower people on youth behavioral health, but also give students the tools and the life skills that they need to get on their feet and go out there and continue to show the world what they're made of. So our offsite programs are really going to be targeting students who are challenged by some level of adversity and those will continue. Um, But we wanted to figure out, is there a way where we could utilize this facility as a way to really impact youth across the board? You know, so when I say life readiness programs, we're going to teach you what it looks like to go through a job interview. We're going to teach you what it looks like to actually craft a resume or apply for, college or all these key things that students aren't learning in school we want to actually be able to teach students Um, and we're going to be doing a lot more of that especially when it comes to parents and guardians as well and having classes and programming for them um, through the assistance of you know instructors who basically volunteer their time to help us Um, you know but it's uh, blows my mind to see how far this has come especially as just an idea and realizing that this is becoming a lot more than what I had always thought you know and so especially with today's technology um, one of the key things that we are doing is actually going to be launching a division within Forever U called U Life Media where we're going to be able to take all these classes and programs and workshops we have within our facility and record them edit them and then produce them out of our facility and now have online courses so we're going to be able to not just hit a local communities. Um, but we're also going to reach hopefully the masses as well through online media. Um, it's a lot packed into that, but my goodness, I could not be more excited about where things are going right now with this facility.
0: Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a thing that you're doing right there. I can tell you that right now, (laughs) guys, that is, uh, every time you say that, man, like even like the online and the services and everything, it's like, like that, that's where you need to go now At, at this point, that's where you need to go. And I think that's, it's just been leading up to that. And it's such an amazing thing to see that, I can't wait to see like, the walls being built. I can't wait to see even walk through the headquarters. And, dude, I just think that is something that can take off more than anyone could even imagine. It's just going to be the most amazing thing to be able to help kids on the fly. They can come um, right after school or come in the summertime. There's always going to be some doors uh, that, that will be there, and that will be open for them. I just think that's uh, such an amazing thing that you are doing also, and I know also that you have a gala coming up uh, pretty soon here in the next couple of months, and I think we're going to be a big part of that as well, and I hope that you can raise a bunch of money with that also. I was hoping you can kind of go into that and talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, like with that event in particular, probably our most highly anticipated event of the year. Um, Yeah, our annual gala. We launched uh, this last year. We actually used to have a number of different fundraisers. We had 5Ks and community walks and golf outings and all this stuff. And um, really, you know, took time away from a lot of the programming that we're doing at Forever You. And so that's where we decided to close in on one specific event that we could have a lot of fun with. And so, yeah, our second annual Forever You gala is happening March 14th in Mokina, Illinois at Tuscany Falls. Um, If you want to learn more about that, you can go to foreveryoumovement.org slash gala. Um, But at that event in particular, you'll have the chance to sponsor kids. You'll have the chance to help support a community center. We're actually launching at that event something called the Every Square Foot Project. And so what we're going to be doing is finding a way that we can come together as a community and finance this facility um, and trying to figure out how we can actually pull that thing off. So we'll have like a big blueprint of the facility and have it all broken up into uh, just different boxes that you can like sponsor and so it like allows us to really cover the square footage and cover a lot of just the operation costs that go into this facility um because that is the biggest expense for us and especially with this kind of advancement you know it is increasing our operating budget tremendously and so trying to do what we can to lean more on our community to uh, showcase the fact that this is not only just a community empowerment center but it is also community supported and uh yeah super excited about that event and uh we're looking forward to pulling it off once again and um, really bringing everyone together to learn more about where Forever You is going next. And I think that is one of my favorite things about leading this organization is that every single year you come to an event like this, we are always up to something new in a good way. Like whatever we said last year, we made it happen. We pulled it off. Now we're on to the next thing. The number of eye rolls, you know, I, I, I think I probably got a lot of people, you know, enjoy the... Um, The excitement that I usually bring to these new ideas. But last year, I said during my presentation, we're going to open this community empowerment center by August of 2020. The number of people that probably looked at each other rolled their eyes a little bit that said, "Uh, all right, Ryan, another big idea. Let's see what happens. But oh, I cannot wait for this gala and to say that we're going to pull this thing off because I, right now, you know, we're, we're on path to really make it happen. So it's crazy how that stuff happens and how you can really speak things into uh, existence. But, uh, you know, it's also a lot of hard work too, a lot of relationship building, a lot of, you know, just taking time to meet people where they're at and trying to bring people value and go from there. You know, there's such an art to a lot of this stuff in the nonprofit industry. And, um, I'm looking forward to eventually being able to take a lot of these things I'm learning and teaching it to people because um, there's so much that I've had to learn, um, especially through my journey of building Forever You from the ground up, but also when it comes to raising money and getting things financed and all this stuff, like it's nuts how much actually goes into it. So yeah, I not, could not be more excited about this, uh, this big project and this big event on March 14th.
0: Yeah, I think that um, every square foot counts, if I believe I'm saying that right, that big mm-hmm. blueprint that you have to donate. And I think that's like, the most incredible idea I've ever heard of in my entire life. And it's nice to break it down and actually have people see what they're actually giving their money to instead of just like, okay, here you go. Where does it go? And like, you never really see where it goes unless their kid is going to go to like the HQ in the, in the future, you know, to go to those headquarters. What else are you doing that day um, to raise money, to fundraise some more money for um, the HQ?
1: Yeah. So we'll have, you know, you can win raffle baskets. You can participate in the silent auction, um, you know, and other key things like that where you can walk away with something. Um, But, you know, with that event in particular, you know, like – really we want to do whatever we can to get as many eyes and ears in that room to learn more about where we're going next because everybody knows someone so the more we can do that and bring the right people to the table um, could be a game changer and so you know with the event you know especially we finance the thing through a lot of our sponsorships so if you're a local business or a company that would be interested in being part of this event and being a presenting or just a table sponsor you know anything like that and get yourself some exposure you know you can find all those details at our website as well but you know with that event you know there's a lot of opportunity where we can just come together as an organization and come together as a community to celebrate our mission, but to learn more about where we're heading next. So um, we like to have a good time. So uh, one of my good friends, Keith Semple, um, some of you may have seen him when he was on, he was one of the finalists for The Voice. Like, few few years ago he's from uh, Ireland and he's become a great friend of mine and so him and his band are actually going to be leading the entertainment so we like to have fun at these events Um, they're a great time open bar you know tickets are 75 dollars it's a it's a really really fun time where we can come together as a community to celebrate but also to give back and support where we're heading next Um, really really gets me excited
0: yeah, you guys, so in the in the soap notes of this of this podcast episode, just like on the last episode nine, when I had Ryan talk about Forever You, the whole entire organization, the entire hour and a half that we talked was about the organization, what he's actually bringing to the table. In those notes, you will see a Forever You um, movement um, donation. You can just click on that. It goes right mm-hmm. to the site. You guys, please give anything, whether it's 1, 5, 10, 15, or sponsor a kid. I mean, I know there's a lot of you guys who are listening to this show, anything you give is just it, it'll work out in the long run and I just gave my birthday on Facebook to it so we're trying to raise a, we're trying to raise money left and right for this thing because guys you know that when I believe in something and I get behind it 100% everything just starts to work out um, for everybody and it's one of those things where I would never get behind something that I don't believe in just like the sponsor for the podcast and just like everyone that's around me like I get behind these people because they're making a the damn difference in the world mm-hmm. and they're changing people's lives and you guys see that each and every day through my friends' posts, all the nutrition coaches, all the personal trainers that I hang out with, and I post all their stuff on my Instagram and everything that Ryan does. And I, you guys, I wouldn't go talk at an event, like just go talk at an event, like for mm-hmm. myself. This was for everybody else, Ryan and every kiddo that was there. And these are the things that, that means something. So this is your time, your time in this year to give something that you've never given before sponsoring a kid, giving money to the gala, giving money to forever. You headquarters. This is it. This is it. You can do it anonymously. You can send Ryan uh, an email saying that you want to donate. You can probably get a square foot. You can probably donate for that for the blueprint. We could probably put that in line for you. There's an idea, yep. right? Yeah. We can probably put that in line for that. everybody, right? <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Like you guys got to give, and once you understand that it is all about giving, everything comes back to you so much tenfold, and your just your life feels so much better. Like hold a damn door for someone, donate a damn dollar to Forever You organization, and Ryan, I know it's almost been an hour, man. I don't want You're to take good. him any more of your time, but where can people find you at? Where can they look some stuff up at and where can they give a, where can they give a couple bucks to?
1: Yeah. So if you want to make a donation to Forever You in any way, um, you can head over to foreveryoumovement.org slash donate there. You can learn more about joining your advocate program, which is $11 a month and directly supports our community center that we'll be opening. Uh, you can become a hero and join our hero program, which sponsors uh, students and then uh, you send them through one of our retreats Um, and then you can also just learn more about just making a general donation there. Um, If you are a larger company that's interested in helping financially support this facility. Um, I personally would love to connect with you and meet with you, whether it's via video call, grabbing coffee or anything like that. You know, I, I'd be more than happy to uh, connect with you on some level. And so my email, if you want to get in touch with me directly, is ryan at foreveryoumovement.org. Um, so you can find that information all there. Um, if you want to learn more about our programs, if you happen to be a parent or guardian of a 7th through 12th grade student that benefit from our programming, you can just head over to our website, go to our program page, and uh, you can find more details there. As far as myself personally, just search Ryan Hesla on Instagram or Facebook. My last name is spelled H-E-S-S-L-A-U. I was actually talking to Carrie Ann last night about how uh, actually I started making a some content because I need to get back (laughs) on my social media game because you know there's so many things going on that I'm just like exhausted when it comes to actually doing social media but I'm kind of at a point where I'm just tired of the excuses and it's game time you know so I want to start documenting a lot of the stuff especially like even just this morning I was over at the facility that we're looking at and just eyeing everything out I'm like I need to document this stuff and so just so you know Anthony I've been working on a few things so (laughs) I'm coming I'll I'll get a little more interact a little more active on there in the coming days I promise Um, but man yeah I'm really excited. to uh, continue to work alongside you Anthony and you know again the kids could not say enough about you even like that night in particular we had a bunch of our alumni return for that session and without a doubt like all of them agreed that you're without a doubt one of the best speakers we have ever had and that's putting you up against like people who we've you know who are traveling, touring speakers, you know, and to see that you're right there next to them, if not in front of them is remarkable. And I could not be more excited about the other opportunities we'll be able to extend to you, but I cannot wait to see where you head yourself because you were made for that man, you were made for the microphone and uh, you got to keep living boldly, keep doing your thing because I cannot wait to see what unfolds in the coming year, in the coming years, especially with our friendship and uh, how we're going to be able to help each other out and continue to shake this world up. As I always say, man, it's exciting stuff,
0: <laughs> man. That's like, that's super humbling me here, And thank you so much for, um, expressing that. And I can't thank you enough. That's the nicest damn thing anyone's ever said about me. So, um, what I can. It, it was, uh, it was truly an amazing experience and, and thank you. Thank you again. And then thank you again for your time and your energy, uh, for this podcast and for myself. And I can't wait to see the things that you and I are doing in the future. And this year, I just, I just can't wait, man. It's like, you gotta be patient, and I keep telling myself that. But I'm so damn excited to see the impact that is going to happen between us. Man, it's just going to be. I'm pumped.
1: It's yeah, dude, be, I'm so, I'm, I'm so damn pumped,
0: year. man. It's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. But guys, once again, I always like to end the podcast with "Thank you so much for giving me and Ryan your time and your energy." Please hit that subscribe button. Take a screenshot of your favorite part, share it to your story, tag Ryan Hessa or tag myself, and we can show you some love right back and say an immediate thank you and give you a big, big hug, guys. Without you, we couldn't do what we we do. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Without you, Ryan and I probably would have never met, and we probably wouldn't be working together. So just remember that, guys. It is all about you. We love each and every one of you guys. Please go give a subscribe and go check out Forever You. Please donate. Please follow the Instagram. Please follow Ryan Hessel and see all the great things that he is doing. Guys, this is just scratching the surface of what this year and next year 2021 is going to bring. Guys, like always, peace and love. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, man. Looking forward to it. See you next time.